Welcome, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today? Sensational. Hey! Um, sensational. How are you? I'm, if I was any better, I'd be you, brother. Absolutely, I would be you. Now, we've got a lot of stuff to go over because sports are as crazy as sports have ever gotten during the coronavirus, and we're even going to get into a little Rona as well. So let's kick this thing off and start uh, start off by supporting the people that support us. Adam, what we got? Uh, Chris, no matter your level of fitness, beginner, intermediate, advanced, if you like to be challenged a little or a lot, and you want the benefit of working with a personal trainer without the personal trainer cost, then training personally with Peggy Edwards is for you. Training personally is interval circuit training for all levels with a personal trainer at your pace on your time. Peggy Edwards is a certified personal trainer, owner operator. She will keep your workouts safe. She'll keep them fresh, brand new all the time. She keeps them really fun. All right, you're gonna enjoy working out. Uh, everything is, is clean. She's got a procedure. You get there, you're gonna be social distanced. You're gonna be, uh, she's still, she's, she's, it's very serious. She's taking it seriously. She wants to make sure you can get a great workout, uh, push yourself a little bit and, and still be safe and uh, everything's clean. And you're gonna, uh, you're not gonna be using all the same equipment everybody else is while you're there. You're gonna have your own stuff or your own space. And you're going to do your workout in that space. It's all taken care of. Uh, she provides every service you can imagine. Personal training, uh, like, like it says, you, you pay uh, the cost of like a, a cheap gym membership, uh, but you get the personal attention of a personal trainer. Um, so check it out. Training personally. It's at 3634 Boudinot Avenue in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, give her a call. Any, all the information you need is on her website, trainingpersonally.com. Uh, there's information, there's videos and stuff. If you want to get information from her and workouts from her and do them at home first and see how you feel, uh, facebook.com slash training personally. If you have questions for her directly, you can email her Peggy P E G G Y at trainingpersonally.com or give her a call 513-328-0296. It's training personally with Peggy Edwards, 513-328-0296. And for a limited time only, mention the Nosebleed Sports Podcast, and you will get the first month absolutely free charge. It's on the podcast. We got you taken care of. Did you already say that? I did not. As many workouts as you can do in a month, you get them all for free. We got you. Just, just tell her. Just tell her. I heard this. Heard about you on the Nosebleed Sports podcast. Uh, a couple of goofballs that I listen to once in a while, and uh, she'll be like, "Oh, I know those goofballs. Good. Let's uh, let's get you some free workouts. Let's get you some free workouts. Exactly. And after your workout, you can roll over uh, a little further west uh, towards uh, the Bridgetown area, and you can well a little bit further in the Bridgetown area. Get a hold of Green Solace. G R E E N E solace.com s-o-l-a-c-e uh go over there green solace is a is a massage is is a massage i want to say it's not a massage parlor it's she's she's a masseuse how about that 
Elizabeth Green. Liz is an experienced professional massage therapist. She provides you with a massage tailored to your needs, whether it's just to relax and unwind or you need a focus massage on your problem areas. So for a guy like me, my back, my neck, been pretty tense here lately. You know, the Rona's got me a little stressed out. You know, I might need, uh, might need a little work done. Uh, she just uh, it ended today. If you mentioned the Nosebleeds podcast, you would have got $10 off of a massage. Uh, ended today, which means that tomorrow when you guys all listen to this podcast, it's already over. Don't worry about that. Give her a call anyway. Uh, help her out. She'll take care of you. She's located somewhere over on the west side in a nice clean environment. I will tell you where it is, but I don't have it popped up, but that's all right because I can tell you this. She will cut she'll even come to your house. She'll 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 mask up, come in and, and do a and, and help you out in your house if you need. Uh, or or you can contact her at the contact that I'm gonna read as soon as it pops up onto my uh, onto my phone here, which apparently has decided that uh, it's just going to stop working in general. So, oh, here we go. There you go. You can contact. She, so it's uh, 135 South Miami Avenue in Cleves, Ohio. Get a hold of her, 513-702-4178. I apologize for the extreme awkwardness at the end of that read, but my phone stopped working. So get a hold of Liz. Uh, Green Silas, G-R-E-E-N-E-S-O-L-A-C-E.com. You can book online and get yourself rubbed down and get yourself taken care of. Excellent. Now, Chris, I, uh, we talked last week. I don't think we talked last week. I think we talked two weeks ago about it because last week we had Bobby Nightingale on right. getting ready for the playoffs, the Major League Baseball playoffs, which we'll talk about shortly. But first, uh, you know, a while ago, it's been what a uh, month, to, uh, maybe it was a month and a half. Maybe you were in an accident. You're okay. You're fine. Uh, but the car was totaled, right? And yep, been right out about a month. I was uh, August 23rd. Okay, okay. So just over a month, and uh, you've been driving a rental since then. You were talking about getting something new. You were coming close. You were getting close to possibly getting something new. Last time we talked a couple weeks ago. Did you get something new, and what is it? I did. I, finally, I actually went out today, went and uh, got myself a uh, 2016 used because you know on the on the podcast uh, the podcast dime that we that we get here uh, isn't exactly ready for. We, we're not to the point where we're getting you know brand new vehicles, but got me a nice used F150. Uh, all the bells and whistles inside. It's got the big giant pano sunroof on it. It's pretty slick. I love it. I'm pretty happy about it. Uh, first full size truck. When I say full size, I mean F-150. It doesn't have a full size bed, but first full size truck that I've had. I've had I've had uh, a truck just a little S10. Not the same. I love it. Absolutely love being. I drove this little Impala for a month that I hated more than anything. It felt like I was driving with my butt hole, scraping the gravel <laughs> on the ground as I drove. I hate every second of it. Now I'm back up top, back above everybody, look down on them as they drive by. It's one of my favorite things to do, to be up a little bit higher. And when people come by, just get a little peek down in the car, see what they're doing down there. You know what I mean? Like what's going on in the car today? 
you never know what you're going to see, dude. Some people drive with like one foot way up high. Some people are, you know, playing on or tweet phones and people are doing different things. My favorite driving on highway, throw that thing on cruise control right in the center lane. People come by, I just peek over, take a little look. What are you doing over there? Sometimes they might, uh, you know, you never know. I'm always trying to just see if I can catch somebody in some kind of crazy act. Some Somebody doing something, uh, doing something a little nasty or doing something a little, uh, a little embarrassing. Or... That would make my day. If I could find, I've never seen it, but if I could see somebody doing something they uh, should probably be doing with, you know, in their room, you know, in the, in the, the silence of their own uh, peacefulness, I would love to see that. I'd be driving as fast as I could to keep up with that song. What are you doing in there, man? What are you doing? I, You're all over the road. Sure, you see a lot of nose picking and stuff like that. Um, 100%. 100%. <clears throat> yeah. Those are, I, I've heard some interesting stories from uh, truck drivers. Oh, yeah. I have heard some interesting stories from truck drivers as well. So this is so, 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 uh, congratulations, congratulations on your new vehicle. I'm glad you got out of that rental or, uh, not, you know, the, the loaner or whatever. And, uh, I'm glad you got something. So the, the Corona has made buying a vehicle super easy now because oh. I mean, they will just deliver it to you if you're close enough to them. Now I, went a little further away. I was about an hour away to go get it. But I made the deal over the phone beforehand. It was basically over text. Called the guy once, texted him a few times, made the deal over it, filled out all the uh, all the pertinent details and all the application stuff online through the website. Got there. Didn't have to do any of the annoying stuff that you have to do when you go to a dealership where they act like they take your bid back to somebody and they really talk about baseball for an hour and then come back and, and have a different price on a piece of paper. And they like slide it back and forth. Like, come on, man, let's just talk like human beings. We're not like, you know, it's not 1945 trying to make a deal here. Anyway, all that is done. That is the one good thing about the Rona. So I got in and out of there way faster than normal. Speaking of the Rona, word on the street is, Somebody had to get their nose uh, – oh, man, I don't yeah, – well, it, it's what it is. Somebody had to get their nose raped by a, by a Q-tip uh, in the past few days. It's not what I was expecting you to say. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me it doesn't feel like that, though. Tell me it doesn't feel like that. It, it, it's, it's uncomfortable. It's real I mean, uncomfortable. You're saying yes to it, like you're allowing it to happen. But in real life, you're, you don't want it at all. Right. You, you I mean, give, it's the definition you give consent but but it's reluctant reluctant consent reluctant, reluctant consent. so yeah i i had to get tested for the third time uh i was exposed to somebody uh once again and uh, i promise i'm not hanging out with uh with fools that are just going and hanging out and partying with millions i love this the best part about this podcast is adam schmidt is the most scared, the most safe person I know about the Rona. And yet he keeps coming into contact with people that have had this thing. I have. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I found out the other day that, that somebody that I was around uh, and am around a couple of days a week have uh, not in my family, but through uh, a work venture, um, did test positive. So uh, I went ahead and got tested 
And because I was with that person two days before they got tested. So, uh, you know, pretty good chance now I haven't. The, the, the one weird thing is, to me is that they say there's this thing now that they say exposure is like 15 minutes or more around people. Like 15 minutes is a, is a, is a time frame they say that's like, like, you know, <clears throat> you don't have to do certain things if you haven't been around somebody for more than 15 minutes that has it or something like that. But within a certain distance though, right? Within a certain distance, right. <clears throat> but still like, you, you can, if you and I are standing right next to each other and I have it and we're together for 10 minutes, that's not, I mean, you, you can get it just obviously, obviously the longer you are around someone with a, within a close distance, the more chance that they're going to get it. But I don't understand the 15 minute thing. Anyway, I don't, I don't understand it either, but I feel totally safe that you could, that you could be in contact or not in contact, but you could be around anyone. I feel totally safe that you don't have it. You know why? Because I can see you like leaving your house. And if you have to get out of your vehicle and you don't have hand sanitizer or something with you, I see you like hands in pocket, hands in pockets, mask on, trying to stay as far away from anybody as humanly possible. And then as soon as you get in the car, before you even take your mask off, soaking down with the hand sanitizer using it like aftershave on your face going to town i uh yeah i I, i'm pretty careful about it i am and especially when i'm in places that i have to be uh where they're you know where where you're not always able either way whether you're able to or not be within or outside of six feet of people if there's going to be other people around, I'm wearing my mask. I'm not doing the, it's not, you know, it's not going below my nose and stuff. If it does, I'm pulling it up the whole time. I, I'm trying to do the, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do it right. But um, not everybody else is. So, <laughs> so, uh, Makes it tough. Anyway. Um, so yeah. And it's more and more people, even people that I feel like were pretty serious about it at first. I'm seeing more and more people that are just, you know, just not, not caring about it anymore. But anyway, I did. I got tested again, and uh, I should I should get results because the results are coming in faster now than they were before. Uh, from what I understand, the the, the process well, you don't, is getting better. So I could be looking. We could be doing this podcast, and you could currently have the Rona. It's possible. Do you feel it? Do you feel anything? Do you feel anything? No. No. I'm gonna go no. ahead and say I'm gonna go ahead and say you're you've got a big old negatory. I sure hope so, but I'm telling you, man, uh, all the people that we're finding out, we just found out that uh, I think it's like five people from the Tennessee Titans came yep. down with it, and every single one of them are asymptomatic. More and yep. more people, you hear, you hear people that had it, and they're like, no, feel fine, or, you know, yep. I, I, I had to blow my nose once the other day, and that was about it, and, you know, so I don't know. It, it seems like people that are getting it are asymptomatic at a higher rate, um, which is good, but it's also a little scarier because you don't, you're not going to know it, you know, it just you makes know. you wonder how many different viruses you've had over the years and didn't know. Yeah. This one's just different because if it hits the wrong person, it's, it could kill them. Well, I think a lot of viruses, if they hit the wrong person, it could kill them. But yes, this virus is, seems to be uh, as bad, if not worse, mostly because they don't have anything to 
try to help prevent it. Right. So and it's a respiratory anyway. specific thing and all that kind of right. stuff. Yeah. Right, 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 right. And, uh, but anyway, besides that, so um, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. So you know me, right? I'm not, I'm not much of a, I, I was never much of a, a, a hand sanitizer kind of guy before all this started. I've always joked around about, you know, bring on all the bacteria you got. I'll take it. Let's go build my immune system up. I always joked about that before we, before all the Rona came around. Am I the only one in the world that when I get in my car now, if I go in somewhere and I've got to, you know, do my little thing for, for work and I go into a place, get back in my car, take my mask off, get a little squirt of the old sanitizer. Am I the only one that gives it a little hand, hand scrub and then still a little wet? So pat on the face, rub around the nose, dry it off in your beard kind of a thing. Am I the only one that does that? I feel like that. I feel like I'm getting extra clean that way. I feel like I'm helping a little bit of everything out. I want to know if you do that and if anybody watching, please comment on whatever you're listening to this on. I need to know how people finish drying your hands. Because, dude, when you do a squirt of hand sanitizer on you, it's a lot. Dude, that's a lot. Like, I feel like I have to, to completely dry it off. I'd have to get up to my elbows. <laughs> I'm not going all the way up to my elbows. I get my hands did pat the old face and get out. Yeah, I, I don't normally do that, but because you're you're still supposed, I feel like even with the sanitizer, sanitizer is in place if you don't have soap and water. So, I mean, it's, it's they hand say it kills. Good? What's that? Is hand sanitizer not as good as soap and water? From what I understand, yeah. From what I understand, you should always do soap and water if you can. And hand sanitizer is kind of secondary, but you know, like you, you're going in and out of places you're probably not going to, you have to, you know, you could go into a place you're visiting and go into the bathroom and wash your hands, but you're going to touch three doors before you go out. So yeah. you, you still probably should, even if you wash oh, your no, hands. You buy one of those keys now. They got these little key looking things where you can yeah. grab with it. You can push with it. You can like open up a bottle with it. You do anything you want, man. Yep. Scratch up everybody's door with your, with your key, I guess. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so yeah, you're, you're right. I have seen those, but, uh, I, I have only done that once and it was just the other day where I was doing the hand sanitizer stuff and I just kind of did this business with it just on the beard, yeah. but I don't, for those you of you, not, you're not supposed you to touch your on face Apple, for those you on Apple podcast. For those of you listening on Apple podcast, Adam, Adam just, Adam just dried the rest of his hand sanitizer on his beard. So you know what he was doing. Right. Yes. Thank you. But yeah, I usually do get the wrists and stuff because you're right. It's you know you can do the, the hands and I just keep doing the hands until it works it all, it's, its way all the way in. But you do the wrists and stuff too, and and that kind of thing. But I uh, don't I don't normally because I'm trying not to touch my face. I I touch my face a ton, or I did before all this happened, and uh, I I still do. But I try to be a little bit more aware of it now. Gotcha. Uh, but anyway. So that's that. Yep. I, now, speaking I, of Corona, and you were just talking about the Tennessee Titans came down with a little bit of the Rona, which means that their game now is going to be rescheduled for what did they say? Was it mon somewhere between Monday and Wednesday? I believe they're going to try to reschedule that game for a few days later into the week. Okay. To try to make sure they get sufficient testing done and and are able to get. 
uh, people onto the onto the squad to make the game happen. Yeah. So we'll not play it on Sunday. That being said, we like to make NFL picks every week. Yeah. And uh, how did we do last week, Adam? Uh, last week, <clears throat> I looked at mine and I was I was a little disappointed, but then. After I looked at yours, I felt a little bit better because we both went one and two for the second week in a row. Every so, time you start off that way, I know exactly what you're about to say. <laughs> yeah, sure. um, yeah I, I don't, I, I don't trick anybody. Uh, <laughs> I trick anybody. But we both did go one and two last week, so we're both two and four on the year now. We started in week two, so after three weeks, we are uh, we pick three games each week, so six games in. Uh, and we're both two and four, so I feel a little bit better that I haven't been doing well because we both equally have not been doing great. Um, so anyway, on to this Blame week. It on the Rona. Yeah, on to this week, and we won't be able to uh, – we won't pick the, the Titans versus Steelers game like you were talking about because that one's not happening this weekend. Uh, but we do – we are picking against the spread according to what ESPN has on Wednesday when we record just uh, to make that clear for everybody. And uh, for this week, would you like to – gosh, bless you. Gosh, bless Thank you. Thank you. Just sneeze. I don't know who gosh is. I'd prefer you to ask God to bless me, but gosh works too. Yeah, well, I don't take his name in vain, so. Um, it's not in vain. There's absolutely no vein in that. You're actually asking God to bless someone. Yeah, you're right. Unless right. you really don't want to bless me, then yes, that would be God's name in vain. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm actually, I was asking Gosh, uh, God's brother, yeah, uh, brother Gosh. So uh, he's, uh, he's a pretty good guy too. Doesn't have all the same superpowers that God has, but sure. some of them, some yeah. of them though. I wonder what the ones he, I wonder which ones he has. He has the, the ability to bless people that sneeze. That's one of them. And the only other one he has is, uh, the ability to make telephone calls without actually using the phone. That's because, insane. That's, yeah. a, that's unbelievable. He must have been the one who, uh, you know, helped, uh, what's his name, Alexander Graham Bell, you know, mm -hmm. when, when he answered that prayer. Yeah. Yep. Alexander Graham Bell said, dear gosh, uh, please bless me with the ability to invent a communication device uh, that I can talk to somebody from far away using this thing. End of joke. All right, so week four. <laughs> week four, I really need to make sure that I don't lose our bet because that's a little taste of how bad my comedy is going to be if I can do that. <laughs> uh, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first on our week four NFL picks? Um. I'll go first. I, I can, I can, I can go first. Um, actually, you know what? It might be better if you have it pulled up for you to go first, because once again, the old, uh, the old slow man, old slow man uh, phone over here isn't pulling anything up. So, okay, might be better for you, bub. Okay, so I've got uh, my first game. I'm taking Indianapolis is a two and a half point favorite at Chicago. I'm going to take Chicago as an underdog at home. Uh, my second game, I'm taking Seattle, who is a six-and-a-half-point favorite at Miami on the road. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take Seattle to uh, win by a touchdown and an extra point or more. And then my third game, I'm taking – so the game is the 3-0 Buffalo Bills at the Raiders of Las Vegas. 
And uh, Buffalo is a three-point favorite on the road. I'm taking the Raiders as a three-point underdog at home. So I've got the Chicago Bears, the Seattle Seahawks, uh, almost said Supersonics, and the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm having an easier time with that than I thought I would. Oh, yeah. I, Las Vegas. It's way easier than uh, Los Angeles Los Angeles Chargers. That's still very hard to do. Los Angeles Chargers, yeah. And even the Los Raiders, they, Raiders easy. they went back and forth between Los Angeles and Oakland a couple of times. I still confuse it in my head. So I'm like, you know what? Just leave California and go somewhere else. And they did that. And that was, yeah. I appreciated that. Good work on your side. Good work on your side. All right. So uh, that brings it to me. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you what. I have not looked at a single game this week. But if I were to just start uh, flipping through the old radar book here, uh, I, you know what? I, man, I really like the Bills. They've looked really good, but three points is a lot in a game against another team that's been playing well. Let's do this. Let's go with the Rams minus 12 because I think the New York Giants are the worst team in football. Wow. Uh, so I got no problem with that. I'm going to take the Rams minus 12. Then here's, a t- here's one here. Houston is a four-and-a-half underdog to the Minnesota Vikings. Houston has played – three really tough games and the Vikings even though they're own three it's not like they're the big world's biggest slouch but I'm going to take Houston minus the four and a half to beat the Vikings I am now I've now taken two repeat me two I repeat is what I meant to say um favorites which brings me brings me to the next game I'm going to take which is going to be um, none of these, none of the, I'm going to take, I'm going to take, uh, man, none of these, I don't, I can't find a single non-favorite. I can't find a single underdog that I'm feeling really good about here. Uh, let's see. How about if we, the postponement is going to hurt me, <clears throat> I would have taken that game. Just kidding. I got it. Patriots plus seven. Oh, just saying that against the Chiefs sounds like um, um, it sounds blasphemous coming out of my mouth because I don't believe that in any way, shape, or form, but I'm still going to say it. <laughs> okay. You have uh, New England, and you said they are? Plus seven. Plus seven. Real quick, just to let everybody know, when we do our uh, phenomenal picks of the week, don't go and bet anyone. Don't go and bet on any of these because we haven't done any research. We have we're, we're not really paying attention. It's more just for us to have a little bit of fun, and it's really just a segment so we can get into our next segment, which brings us to something that's going on right now as we speak. Wednesday, September 30th. What are we at right now? It is 1049. We are currently, what are we in the third? Are we in the fourth quarter yet? We are six minutes and 44 seconds left in the third quarter. And this is the NBA Finals. The finals are here. The bubble finals. LeBron versus 
LeBron, the ex-LeBron team of the Miami Heat, which has been the surprise of the bubble. Um, so this game is going to be over by the time this game is already over. I game's just love, already over. This game is already over, and it kind of sucks because I was going to say something. So we always make, make a bet. Uh, well, not a bet, but we always pick what we think the series is going to be. And, and if you hit it dead on the nose – you get to take some minutes on and off of the of of what we're going to do for um, for our two minutes of stand up comedy. So I guess the first thing I should ask is since last week, did either of us get the Eastern Conference or Western Conference correct? You will be <clears throat> over the moon to know that you picked both conferences correct. You picked Miami to beat Boston in six and the Los Angeles Lakers to beat Denver in five. Both of those happened. I'm, I'm impressed. I'm real impressed and I'm real disappointed because I now the, – the, the tally is now that I owe you two minutes of stand-up comedy. Woo! That means if you lose the actual Major League Baseball bet, you are now to four minutes of stand-up. Uh, so does that mean if I lose the bet that there, nothing happens? It's a wash. It's a wash. Ooh, I'm kind of digging this. I'm kind of digging this. All right, so then on that note, I'm feeling good. Nothing bad can happen from here. Let's go ahead and figure out if we've got any more minutes added or subtracted. And what it, we'll just go ahead and tell you with, with six minutes left, the Lakers are currently up by 22. Is that correct? It's 30. It's 30 now? Okay, 30. that's how far – oh, no. No, it's I I just, 32. It's 32. 32, okay. Sorry. That's 32. And that's my – is leaving the game now, so that's – so this game's over. Yes, it is. All right, so on that note, Adam, Lakers Heat, the Heat have been the surprise team in this bu- – not the – maybe not a surprise. Maybe, yeah, they've been the surprise team. Uh, but they've looked really, really, really good playing as a team. Terrific defense. Unbelievably coached by Eric Spolstra. Uh, Jimmy Butler playing out of his mind. Um, uh, Harold's playing great. Dragic is playing great. Bam Adebayo is playing phenomenal basketball. This is it's a it's a really good team. Andre Iguodala is putting out seven or eight good minutes of basketball when he's out there. What do you think about the NBA Finals and what is your pick for how many games and who's going to win? Chris, I was trying to look into uh, some numbers and, and uh, just just within the playoffs uh, because it's hard to find – it's hard to look at numbers and know what to do with them if you look at like, the season because they missed so much time in the middle of the season and, and they had the thing where they played the eight seed games and – uh, so most of this has been playoff basketball. So it, it matters much more how teams have been playing for the last month or two than any of the regular season stuff. So looking at all that stuff, they're actually uh, this is this looks on paper like a really good matchup uh, as far as is scoring and defense and all that kind of stuff. Teams team statistics, um, it looks really good and like it's going to be really close. Uh, like you said, it's, it's uh, now it's a 28-point game. So knowing that in the first game that the Lakers are blowing out Miami, um, it's, uh, 
there are a few things that that jumped out that that are that don't seem like major differences in statistical categories that that might impact the game but i think they're important enough that that it could and it could be because these aside from this game i expect a lot of these games to come down to a couple of possessions and um so when you have you know a, a rebound per game difference uh where the lakers get one more rebound a game that doesn't sound like a lot but they get two more offensive rebounds a game and that's a much bigger deal you know offensive rebounds you're going to score a lot more off of offensive rebounds than you are after defensive rebounds so such things like that are a big deal. Uh, free throw shooting, Miami shoots like like 13 or f maybe 15. Actually, I have it somewhere. I wrote all this stuff down because I just do that for fun anyway because uh, I'm a weirdo. But uh, they, shoot, they shoot 8%, about 8% better from the free throw line, and that's a huge number, um, especially when you come down to the end of games and they're close games and you have to foul. You know, that's the only chink in LeBron James' armor over his career is free throw shooting. So, um, you know that, that that's a thing, and he's going to have the ball in his hands a ton, you know. Um, so he's going to have to make free throws, or he's going to have to give the ball up, and Anthony Davis is going to have to be the guy with the ball in his hands a lot at the end of the game because he's a better free throw shooter. Um, so, but as a team, you got to be able to make free throws. you got to get stops, um, you know, defensively. Defensively, they're really close, closer than you would think. Um, but like, they're uh, the Lakers get a one more block or one sorry, one more steal a game and like one and a half more blocks a game. So neither one of those are huge differences. But you put those together, those are stops, those are turnovers, uh, force that that are going to make a difference. So having said all that, looking through a bunch of stuff. It's still pretty, you know, like there's a – the Lakers look like a little bit better defensive team, and Miami might be a tiny bit better offensive team. Um, and there, one more really interesting thing is the bench. When I looked at the bench, the heat, the heat bench gives them a huge defensive advantage. They're a much better defensive team with their players coming off the bench, and the Lakers are, have a huge offensive advantage with the guys coming off of their bench. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, it, it's going to be interesting. Now, you know, the Lakers actually – their Lakers bench play more minutes. Um, so maybe that makes a difference too. And maybe their offense that they bring outdoes the defense that, uh, that Miami's bench brings. But having said all that, you know where I'm going to go with this. It's going seven games, all right? course it's going to go seven games in my mind that's right i figured and especially after all that crazy talk about bench scoring and bench defense and this that and the other and let's be honest adam you've got it going seven and i'm bringing the broom out i'm bringing Whoa. the broom out it's a lakers sweep baby it's a lakers sweep bring it watching, out watching the Miami Heat play the last two months, you believe that the Lakers are going to sweep the Miami Heat. I do. I believe the Heat team is very good. And I believe that in the East they were able to do some crazy things. And I really, truly believe that if, that if um, Giannis wouldn't have got hurt, that things might have turned out a little different in that series. 
And even though, even though, don't get me wrong, Heat are playing great, and they were able to stop Giannis. They could stop him. Um, LeBron and Anthony Davis are different players than Giannis. You know, they, 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 they play offensively way different. So you can stop one guy who is a drive to the basket, you know, 100 mile an hour up and down the court. You can stop a guy like that by putting, by just putting a crazy defensive guy in front of him and not letting him, not letting him run and fouling him and keeping him out of the paint and keeping him from being able to turn a corner. Whereas LeBron and Anthony Davis have many facets to their game. And they're going to beat you in many different ways. And I think it's really, to be honest, I think it's the Caruso factor. I think he might be my favorite player in the NBA. He might slowly be overtaking LeBron. Uh, but, no, it's, this team is too good. The Heat have had their run. I, I love this Heat team, and I, I hope it goes further. But you are going to see in a Los Angeles Lakers team that has – Something to prove after last year not making the playoffs when LeBron got hurt, bringing in AD to do his thing. Kobe Bryant, the death of Kobe Bryant this year, there is a lot. They made it to this point. Now it is it is all hell-bent. LeBron is all hell-bent to win this title for the reason he went to L.A., and then Kobe dying, and that's just another thing to add on to it. This is it, dude. It's over. It's over. This is it's four games and over. Let's go. I say this – I'm going to say that this series doesn't even make it out of Orlando. Ooh, man. Well, yeah, I guess, yeah. They're <laughs> sweeping. So the first four games in Orlando, uh, yeah, so you're right. If the Lakers win those first four games, then they don't have to go anywhere. Um, right. Uh, so I'm. By the way, I said seven games. I'm taking Miami in seven. That's how different we are on this. I'm taking Miami in seven. Oh, you're taking the Lakers in four. Oh, way far apart on this, which means you know you know what that means. It's gonna happen. Something in between there is gonna is gonna is what it's Holy gonna be. Cow. We couldn't be on any further. We couldn't be any further apart from each other. Yeah, and, and I feel I feel weird uh, saying Miami in seven. While they're while I'm looking at them down 29 right now or whatever, it is. but I they're gonna be fine. And I'll tell you what, the one thing I, I even had way more statistics that were the the most boring 30 45 seconds of this entire podcast was when I just went through all that stuff, and I had way more than that. Um, but aside from all that, what I what I feel the best about this Miami team is somebody that you mentioned earlier, Eric Spolstra. I, he has he has surfaced as not really surfaced. He really has been for several years now one of the top three or four coaches in this league, and he is. I, I think he's proven it more than any other time with this team right now. I mean, this is a team that has a bunch of rookies that are playing big minutes and playing well. Um, yeah. and he's 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 made some adjustments. He makes adjustments well. Um, they've been playing this two-three zone <laughs> off and on throughout the playoffs, and uh, it, you know they can they can use it enough to throw you off uh, for a few possessions or whatever. And then most most teams are going to figure it out, but sure. they they do it well. Most teams do, do well in the NBA. There's too many good shooters in the NBA to be able to play a two-three zone for extended minutes. Right, right. But they have done it. 
and, and they have uh, <clears throat> done some damage with it uh, here and there throughout the playoffs. So anyway, I, I believe in Eric Spolstra, and I think they're going to – Miami's just going to figure it out. They're going to gut it out. I don't know. Maybe it's just more a hunch than anything else. So, so I, I mean, I'm with you. I, I, I said it before. I think Eric Spolstra has been phenomenal, especially this year and the last couple of years. He's, he has overachieved every year since LeBron has been gone in, in Miami. They have had years where they said they're rebuilding, and he's come out and made the playoffs, and he's been phenomenal. Frank Vogel's no slouch. I mean, Frank Vogel is a guy that you were in love with back when he was in Indy. Yep. Yep, and I still, I, I still think that highly of him. And I don't think Eric Spolstra is head and shoulders above Frank Vogel as a coach or anything like that. And I think they both have really good staffs. Uh, Frank Vogel has a, definitely a very high-profile staff with Jason Kidd uh, sure. and, and those guys. But uh, I don't know. I, there's just something about Eric Spolstra. He just, he's, like, uh, he's like, the, like Eric Spolstra, Brad Stevens, um, uh, Nick Nurse, those guys that are – uh, just seem like they have these these basketball brains that are willing to to think outside the box and try different things that you don't normally see and throw different stuff at teams and, and make adjustments and come up with all kinds of crazy stuff that you have to figure out that you don't normally see. And uh, I, I just, I don't know. And it seems like he, it seems like he's just a smart guy who gets uh, the most out of his players and, and figures that out. Um, and he uh, he started out as a, a video coordinator there. Yep. And he I, I'm so I, I'm reading this book about the power of a positive team, and um, and in that book, the author has spent time with uh, sports teams and stuff like that. And he mentions Eric Spolstra, and he said, you know, his first couple years or whatever, he did a lot of X's and O's. Um, sat sat down and, and watched a ton of film and did all that kind of stuff, and he and he and actually several other coaches have done this, kind of shifted their focus toward um, toward culture, and, and it was funny to read that because the last few weeks, as Miami Heat the Miami Heat have picked up steam and, and people have really paid attention, people have been talking about the Heat culture and the Heat way or whatever. And they've, and they've been asking those guys about it because they started talking about that stuff. And uh, it's a big thing. And, and that's – it seems to be come from, you know, probably from Pat Riley at the very top. And he brought in Eric Spolstra because he believed in him. And they are on the same page with how they want to – what they want their organ the whole, whole organization to be. And <clears throat> the culture, the mindset, and Jimmy Butler's talked a lot about it the last, the last couple weeks. And – it's just uh, that's interesting to me. So anyway, uh, I, I'm just I'm buying into that. I'm I'm drinking the Kool Aid right now. So I've got heat, heat and seven. All right, good luck. Well, uh, they've already. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say they've already lost game one. The it's not over as of this exact moment in time. Um, I feel pretty confident about saying that. I don't feel like I'm uh, feel like I'm jumping out on any limbs at this point in time, but. Uh, Usually in Good the NBA, no lead is safe, especially when it's not, you know, you still have 14, 15 minutes or whatever it is to play. But this Lakers team is pretty good defensively. And uh, so the, I, I, think they're, I think they're pretty safe here. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with, yeah, 26 points. Up 26 going into the fourth quarter is going to uh, be pretty tough to come back from. Yeah. With uh, against a LeBron James Anthony Davis Lakers team. It's yeah. You have a a a defensive player of the year candidate every year in Anthony Davis and uh, some other guy. Dwight Howard has been really good. Um, and some other guys who, who will dial it in, playoff Rondo even, will, uh, will be up. And, and, and how about playoff LeBron? I mean, I know that he takes a lot of plays off. But when that dude needs to play defense, he's as good of a defender as anyone else in the NBA. Yep. He can't be. That's I, why it's so he, frustrating when he's not. I understand that totally. I totally understand that. It's frustrating for me to see it happen because I love the guy so much. But at the same time, let's be honest. He could be the best defender in the NBA. At least at one time he could be. If you told me one possession, anybody in the NBA, and you get to pick anybody to play him in def- on defense, I would take LeBron versus LeBron. <laughs> LeBron versus LeBron? Yeah, one. I'm just saying I would put LeBron on defense for one play to, I don't know, uh, for my life or something. Like, I feel like that dude's not going to let anything happen. To stop, Le- to stop LeBron, to stop himself? Okay. That was maybe a little silly. I'll put LeBron <laughs> on, ooh, let's say, Antetokounmpo or AD or whoever. <clears throat> no, I got you. I got you. Um, yep, his size and athleticism, even at 36 or whatever he is, um, the way he ta- he's taking care of himself, he can still get up and down, you know, as well as anybody. And he, he you know, in transition on offense, and then he can still chase down and block guys. And, uh, yep, he can, he can turn it on when he needs to. And, and when he needs to at the end of games, he'll do it. Yep. Well, Chris, uh, LeBron James is uh, famously a New York Yankees fan. Yes, he is. He is from Akron, which is close to Cleveland. We know he played a lot of his years in Cleveland, and he claimed Cleveland as his, you know, his city and all that kind of stuff. And the Yankees and Indians are playing this first round wild card series uh, against each other as one of the games going on as we speak. As we speak, and it's a close game. and this is uh, the Yankees. So the Yankees won uh, game one, and they are up 1-0. So the Indians have to come back and win this game. The Yankees are up a couple runs in the sixth inning, so they're still playing of time. But, but uh, Cleveland Yankees, has two runners on. Yes, they, they do. They do. This is going to age well. When you guys are uh, listening to this, you're going to be like, I don't care that, they, I don't care <laughs> that they're losing by two runs right now. It's, I already know what the score was. Anyway. Um, so, but if the Yankees do uh, end up winning this, they're going to be the third team to advance already. This is the weird thing: is this this first round wild card series is only three games, and yep. uh, and they're playing every day. There are no off days in between games, so um, it's kind of fun because they started with with four games yet uh, the first day, and then they moved into the, with the American League, and then the National League started, and game two of the American League 
series are going on. So we have eight baseball games, eight playoff baseball games today, which is absolute heaven. I love it. And uh, we have we already have two. So the Yankees will be the third team to advance already if we uh, if we have that happen. So already advancing have been the number one seed Tampa Bay Rays. They beat the Blue Jays. Uh, so they move on to the division series and the other team, uh, the actual first team that advanced are your Chris Witt Houston Astros, uh, who beat the uh, beat the Twins the first two games of their series. They won three one today. And, Houston uh, will not win a World Series this year because somebody will just throw at their heads in a game until everyone is out of the game and all they're playing with is guys they got to call up from somewhere out in Texas. The Houston Astros might be my American League team now, just because I know everybody everybody hates them, hates them. so much. That is so not like you. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> well, because I, I feel like it's like people are have gone so overboard that they're unfair about it now. Um, How, who, how's that? Uh, j- just like – nonstop with the either jokes or you know every time they lose it's oh yeah you can't win if you don't cheat huh like that's it's so it's been so overplayed by now that every time somebody says anything about the Astros cheating it grinds my gears and I'm like you know what I want the Astros to win every game now I'll tell you this you know it really grinds my gears I don't know I just wanted to say that saying (laughs) <laughs> um, no, but the listen, the Astros have an extremely talented team. They're right. really talented. They, even if you're cheating and you know things, you you still have to be able to be talented enough to do to to do something with it. Um, that being said, that being said, it is a little frustrating that nothing has been done to any player on that team. Yeah, it's not going to because it, it would have by now. Well, yeah, right. That nothing's been – I know it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's slightly frustrating that that's never going to happen. So um, – But time to move on. I feel, like, I feel like you get a year. I feel like we get a year. We get a whole year. We get one full year. And uh, if pe- there are going to be some that milk it into the next few years after that. But I feel like they get one full year. That's what their punishment is. Their punishment being is us. Their punishment is us being able to say whatever we want without them being able to do anything about it because they did it and they admitted All right. it. All right. Well, thank God that it is the shortest year in baseball history because I'm done with it already. There you go. I know you're done with it. So you only <laughs> got to deal with it for another year. I'll give you my Astros hat. I haven't worn it since. <laughs> um. All right. Well, in other series, uh, the Cardinals are up 1-0 on the Padres now after winning 7-4 in game one. You have uh, the A's and White Sox. Chris, the greatest two words in sports, game Game three. Game four. Three. I don't know what I'm saying. Three. I don't even know what. I don't even know any games are in these playoffs anymore. Uh, So the White Sox and A's are going to be our first decisive game three in this wild card series uh go a's is what i say uh so anyway and that's in that's in oakland 
So uh, advantage. We also advantage. We also had the beautiful the beautiful Reds game that was played today. Of course, the Reds lost, but I say beautiful because it, the Reds have been getting a lot of slack today about this game one against uh, Atlanta. I'm hearing a lot of people upset about the fact. Here we go, Reds again. Here we go. Here we go. That was playoff baseball. That was fun. First. 0-0 extra inning game in the playoffs since 1996 or 97 ALCS. That's impressive. And the Two. longest, the longest to go, the first one to go to stay 0-0 beyond 11 innings. Um, so there's that. So it's the it's the longest the longest game in postseason history to go to stay 0-0. Um, we got to see two of the top three pitchers in all of baseball start this game. Maybe not of all of baseball, but at least in the National League. I'll tell you what. I think uh, Trevor Bauer uh, staked his case for the best. I think at this very moment, Trevor Bauer is the best pitcher in the world. Right well, he did, it against, he did it against one of the best offenses. That's the more impressive yeah. part. What Free did today was not that big of a deal because it was against the Reds offense, which is, you know – uh is sporadic to say at best they're a sporadic team and the yeah and the thing is the reds offense is, has been bad almost the entire year and the braves offense is incredible one of the best maybe the best offense in baseball and and the thing is the reds offense actually outperformed the braves offense today because the reds <laughs> had 11 hits the reds had 11 hits three walks they stranded 13 runners that's the problem and that's the issue with the reds I can't tell you how many were left in scoring position. Yeah, a, a lot, including uh, in a couple of the extra innings as well. Yes, and so that was that hurt. And that was the thing is is against Max Fried as well as he pitched, the Reds made contact a ton against him. Mm-hmm. Even the outs that they were making, they were putting balls in play, and that's a way bigger thing. Trevor Bauer was shutting that offense down. He he had twelve strikeouts which is another record. It's a Reds record Reds record in the playoffs. And the Reds, was it 21 total strikeouts, I think? 21 or 22 total strikeouts? Uh, It was like 38 total between both teams, which is another record. Several records today in this game. And and we were talking earlier, and this is exactly – I'm totally with you on this. This is exactly the game that I want to see playoff baseball. I want 0-0 games. I hate that the Reds lost this game. Don't get me wrong. I hate it. And there's a lot of places where I would have done things completely different than what Bell did, mm-hmm. uh, including after striking out a guy just because the leadoff hitter's up the next batter and it's his fourth time through the lineup or whatever, not leaving Trevor Bauer out there and going with Iglesias that you know is going to end up pitching another inning after that, and he hates doing that. Mm-hmm. Knowing all that, he still brought it in, and it worked for him today. Thank – well – for the moment, thank God, I guess, at the time. But oh, I was – You can thank oh, God. Sorry. Yeah, we'll thank either one of them. They're brothers. They, they both uh, – they, they talk it out. So, I'm going to tell you, I don't agree with a lot of the things he does. Mm. It worked today. But if he goes and throws four people into the leadoff spot and pinch hits five different people in this leadoff spot and doesn't let somebody get into some kind of groove for what seemed like to me – no reason at all. I would have started Akiyama anyway. You bring him in for a 
a Kino, you do what you got, whatever, or not for a Kino, but for uh, whoever he brought him in for. And then Galvis comes in after that. That might have been I, – I, I don't agree with a lot of things that he did. But it was a really fun baseball game to watch. It sucked to be on the losing end. Absolutely. I'm totally with you there, uh, especially after you get the kind of pitching performance from Trevor Bauer and from the bullpen. I mean, the, the bullpen was fantastic again. And I, I, like you said, I, I, I was against bringing, taking Bauer out as well. I, in that moment, uh, I, I was against it. And I, I still think it's silly. Yeah, me too. And, and I'm the reason about several things as I'm, as I'm second guessing his moves. I, before the game started, I told, I told a couple people, I'm like, you're starting Senzel and leading him off. He's been horrible since he came back. He might have been the best player on the team today. And then the guy had two hits in his first two plate appearances, I think. So yeah. I was glad to be wrong about that. But they didn't – I mean, they didn't end up turning into runs. Uh, and then I, I like Akiyama, certainly. I th- he was – he figured it out after having a, a tough time starting the season. He figured it out, got better. He ended the season on us, kind of a bad note. But um, I still feel more confident in his ability to hit the ball. Um, and he's a very good defensive player as well. So, um, but Bobby Nightingale last year, or last, last year, last week told us, uh, because we asked him, are, are, is he still, is David Bell in the playoffs still going to be messing with the guys in the leadoff spot and doing the matchups? And he said, yes, that's the way he does it. He's doing it. Pinch hit three times, or not pinch, pinch hit twice, three different hitters in the leadoff spot today. Yeah. It, it, yeah. So, Bobby was right. I mean, he, 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 he knew he was going to do it, and he did it. And, uh, yeah, everybody second-guesses everything, everything David Bell does, including me in some it's cases. Second-guessing. I'm guessing I'm, – I guess it is second-guessing. I'm second-guessing the moment it happens. Yeah. I, even I, if I'm, I'm wrong. You. Even if I'm wrong about Iglesias coming in, I still disagree with it. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Uh, but, anyway, like you said – they came out. So now tomorrow is, you know, you have to win tomorrow to force a game three. Uh, and you have Luis Castillo going, so you got to feel pretty good about that. We talked about feeling good about the three the three guys we're going to throw out here in this series. And uh, so you still – I mean, it's not the – series. the series isn't over. And I think that's what you were getting at to start is people – Reds fans all over the place here, because they lost there, talking about how awful the Reds are and stuff. They played a great game, a great – they couldn't figure out how to get guys home that were on base. They had a ton of guys on base. I mean, they had – the Reds do? Yeah. They had, they had 14, 14 base – 15 base runners, I think, or something like that throughout the game, over 13 innings. That's pretty darn good. They just couldn't get them home. They got to figure that out, um, and, and they'll have more opportunities tomorrow to do that. Now, uh, just a couple more here. The Marlins beat the Cubs, so the Marlins are up 1-0 in that series. Um, that series is important to us because the Reds, if the Reds can win the next two days against the Braves, we'll play the winner of that series, Marlins and Cubs. Uh, we talked about that one, talked about that one. We got, uh, I think we got them all. The Dodgers and Brewers are playing as we speak right now. I don't think anybody gives the Brewers a chance in that series. Um, and I'll tell you what, really quick uh, – before we move on from baseball is there was an article yesterday before the playoffs started, before any games were played. It was all the, it was like, it was 12 ESPN baseball writers. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and they all picked, you know, who, who they thought were going to win throughout the entire playoffs. I think it was 10 of the tw- – it was 9 or 10 of the 12 picked the Reds to beat the Braves in this series, and every single one of them that picked the Reds to beat the Braves picked them to win that next series. And every single one of them that picked the Reds to go to the National League Championship Series all picked them to lose the, the Dodgers. There you go. There and that's you exactly – I filled out one of those brackets, too, a couple days ago, and that's exactly what I picked, too, to be honest with you. So um, I hope that they're all right because I will feel incredible if the Reds make it to the National League Championship Series and get, get I'm flying a chance to, to face the Dodgers. I'm flying to Texas and trying to scalp one of those tickets. <laughs> I'll uh, I, I'll give you ten bucks. I'll, I'll put ten on it for you. Uh, so anyway, anyway, so that's a, a quick rundown of what's going on. There's a lot of stuff that's going to happen in the next couple of days while you're listening to this podcast. So by the time you listen to it, like we like you mentioned before, um, there's going to you know you're already going to see some other games have been played and, and figure out what's been going on with the late games uh, that are going on right now. So. If you don't have anything else with baseball, it's time. It's time to go on to our comedy segment to end the show. And um, really quick, I'm going to go as quick as I can here to start our comedy segment, Chris. I'm going to I'm going to let you know that this past weekend I went to a comedy show. Oh, I wanted to. Uh, I had it written down to ask you about this. You went to a comedy show. It was an outdoor comedy show at a well, like a drive-in movie theater type deal. You were the first one in line. Were you right up at the top of the stage? Where were you? No. So they, they had the first four rows. It was a drive-in, so you stayed in your car. That's the only way I would go to a comedy show right now. Let me be clear about that. We all know. <laughs> um, so, But it, it was Hannibal Burris, a guy that we've watched a, a, um, a special before of his and that I'm a big fan of. At the drive-in, drove up to Columbus. Um, I was was first in line to get into the park. So into the park, it's not a park. It's into the drive-in, into the theater. And the first four rows were for VIP. You had to pay extra for those. But we were in that next row. So, but that next row was still so far back that the stage was the stage was pretty far up. You couldn't really see what was going on on the stage. So you had the enormous screen behind the stage. Enormous. Right. Um, so we pretty much watched the entire thing from on the screen, uh, but it was still cool to be there. And uh, he actually at one time had, he had a couple music acts. And so while he was doing, while one of the music acts was playing, he came down off the stage, jumped on a golf cart and somebody drove him on a golf cart, kind of like through the cars a little bit, oh, that's cool. kind of around a little circle and back to the stage. So he came fairly close fairly close to us, like a, like a row up or something like that. And he just drove by. You couldn't tell that was happening until he drove by. So it was like two seconds. You're like, Oh, Hannibal was just driving and he had a microphone and he was, he was like singing along or something like that. But he's a huge music guy and he likes to make his own music. And he's got, he's got a thing that he does the, um, uh, what he, the auto tune. He likes to use the auto tune for his voice and stuff like that. To be honest with you, it's not great when he does that. He, he just he likes it too much and he doesn't have a he usually doesn't have a plan he just does it and it's like he tries yeah, baby. to make it funny I love it. yeah anyway and so he had a rapper 
and he was he wasn't bad. He was pretty decent. Um, but he went a pretty long time, and then he had there was a DJ playing pretty much the whole time, and then he had like another guest DJ called DJ Carshmellow. DJ Carshmellow was a man dressed as a marshmallow who came out and played like 10 songs about cars. Awesome. And would play a song and just come out and he was just like doing dance, just like kind of dancing around yeah. while, while a song that said something about a car played. Not that, not so good. <laughs> not so good, honestly. It just wasn't funny. For, funny. for one second and terrible for the next 20 minutes. Exactly, exactly. And uh, so anyway, and then he was like, he was, Hannibal was there the whole time, just kind of like saying stuff or just being like a hype man or whatever. And, and then like DJ Carshmello would put something on, come around the table, you know, to the front of the stage and just kind of like dance. And he was not any good at that or anything like that. Um, and Hannibal would go behind the table and try to be like the DJ and he kept doing like the thing where like DJs will, will like turn the volume all the way down. So it's quiet to hear like the, the crowd sing that part or whatever, but he kept doing it and he wasn't doing it like in rhythm or anything. He was bad at it. And then you could tell like DJ Carshmello was not too thrilled with that. Yeah. Or it was not good. I got to tell you. Um, Hannibal was, I feel like he was trying to riff a little bit more, just trying to do stuff off the top of his head a little bit more than I thought he would. Um, I don't know that he had a ton of new material. A lot of the stuff he said was newer, but it was like he was trying to make it up on the spot. So he was like, Corona based since he had to do that weird, since he was doing the tour that way. Yeah, he did have, he did say a lot of stuff about the Corona uh, the coronavirus and had some jokes about that. And, and some of that was okay, but it was like, he would start saying something and he just kind of stopped. Like he was thinking about something and he would just dig, go into something else. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was not the, the show that I would hope to see. I want to see Hannibal in a regular theater, you know, at, at some point again, just Close quarters, flat out stand up, you know, so, because that's what I like from him. And he did, because uh, he would come out and do like, you know, 15, 20 minutes and then have somebody come on and do some other stuff and then come back out for another 15 or something like that. I, okay, okay. So, it was, it was broken up and he, he just couldn't, I don't know, he just couldn't really get a rhythm. There were, there were a few times, though, that he would do, he was like doing jokes and he kind of had a little flow going for a few minutes. And that, when he did that, he was funny. And yeah. so that's and that's what I expected from him. So not the best comedy show I've ever seen, but I'm still happy I got to see Hannibal. I'm still happy I got to see live comedy in right. this environment. Um so it was cool. I was excited that there was one close enough. Um and so so I got to see it. So anyway. That's awesome. That's awesome. Good for you. I I, li- I like to do something like that now. Yeah. Yep, uh, more more people are doing it. Nate Bergazzi is is doing a the same kind of thing. Um, so I wanted to get tickets to his, but they're they're very expensive. Uh, so I I couldn't fork out that kind of money for two shows within a couple. Yeah, of weeks. yeah. 
I gotta figure that. I gotta figure that out. Can you back your? Can I, do I have to pull into a spot? Do they force you to park a certain way? No, nope. because like I got a truck, I like to back in and be able to, you know, kind of post up in the back of the truck. You can back in. You can post up in the truck. If you go in the back of the truck, you don't have to wear a mask or anything like that. Yep. Yeah, you have a little bit of freedom with that kind of stuff, yeah. Uh, BYOB, or how does that work? No, no food or drinks, but they did have a concession stand. So if you leave your car to go to the concession stand, you have to have a mask on. I saw a few people walking to the concession stand between all the cars with no mask, and I looked back and just could barely see the concession stand from where I was. And when I first looked back there, it looked like there were a ton of people back there. Yeah. So I don't know how good that was handled, but – I mean, do they check your car? Like, if I brought a cooler, nobody's going to know. Nope, because we had food and drinks in our car because we made it kind of a kind of a trip where we went up there early in the day and just kind of drove yeah. around a little bit and had some food beforehand. And that yeah. Kind of so, yeah, they don't look close. If you hide it a little bit, you bring some waters or something like that, you're going to be fine. So, so I got a there's – a, there's a cap on the back of the truck. Not a cap, but like a like – a, a cover on the back of the truck tonneau cover or something yeah so you know they're not like opening your truck to see what's back there right no there, pretty there were there were um there was a police officer and a security guard and some folks that worked there that were kind of roaming around a little bit um but not not actually looking in cars or checking people or anything like that right right gotcha 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 well, there you go, man. Well, congratulations to that. Yeah. What do you give it? How many how many haws? Oh man, that's a good idea. Ooh. Um, I would give it. I'd give it like two and a half haws. I'd give it like two and a half. Not great, but it's not it's not bad. It was a different. It was just a totally different kind of show. It wasn't yeah. a comedy show like I'm used to. Sure. Uh, but it was fine. All right, so on that note, because I am interested to know what you think about what we watched this week, which was Big J Okerson live at, was it Wembley Hall or? Webster, Webster Hall. Webster Hall. Webster Hall. Uh, I, uh, I, I, I liked it. Big J is, uh, Big J is funny, and he, <laughs> he has a certain style. He is the only, like, I think he's – well, he's not the only, but he's, the I think, the biggest, most successful, like, uh, metal comic. I don't know. Metal. This is – I love the fact that he had this giant metal band that brought him out, and he was – and that's totally his – you know, he's got – he usually has, like, the cut-off fingered gloves and still – he even made a joke about if you want to take advice from a guy that still wears a, a wallet chain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep, he's got the piercings and everything. He's got the look, and uh, and his comedy is is sort of in line with that. It's it's pretty edgy. It's uh, you know he'll he'll take some risks. He'll take some risks, and he might offend you. Uh, so if you haven't watched it and you want to watch it, be ready. You know if you if you if you don't like uh, some a little bit of raunchy humor and some 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 questionable stuff, <laughs> some 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 questionable topics, then you're not going to like this. But if you can see it as a comedy show, it's just joke. They're just jokes. He and says it two or three stuff. times. Says yeah. it two or three times. It's just, I'm just, he even felt like 
there was some that were so bad he felt like he had to let you know it's just a joke that's not real i just right. let you know this isn't real it didn't happen i made that up blah 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 right so yeah uh he was i i did think it was funny and um <laughs> there's not a lot of stuff we can repeat on here since we typically try to try to keep this at least PG 13, maybe sometimes, but um, I did, I, I thought it was funny and I was, I was glad to uh, that we watched it. I was glad you picked this one um, and I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a 3.9. 3.9. So I'm going to tell you this. Uh, when it comes to Big J Ogerson, this dude, I've watched him on, uh, what's the guy's name? Ari Shapir. Uh, Ari Shapir. He like hosts this thing called, uh, where it, they sit on a, it's almost like they're sitting on a small stage that's got fan people all around it. And they just get up there and they tell these outlandish stories, right? I think it's called something along the line of uh, this really happened or did that really happen or something. I don't know. Oh. But Ari, Ari's the the guy who brings people out on it, and he has even done a few. If you go on YouTube, you can't miss it. Anyway, he wears a purple he wears a purple like suit when he does it. So Big J's been on that a couple times, and he is some hilarious stories. Um. Anyway, I think the guy is. I've always thought he is funny. I've always thought he, you know, he, he, he doesn't care about anything that's going on or anyone that is listening. He could care less. He's just going to tell his jokes and go. And like he says in the, in the comedy special, it's just, this is just comedy. If you're, you know, if you're going, Ooh, if you get a little queasy during a joke, then you know what? Just remember, it's just a joke. It's okay. No, none of it's real, blah, blah, blah. That being said, he gets so personal about himself and his family in some of the jokes. And when I'm out and about, like, one of the things that I'll do, like, you know, as guys, you talk about locker room talk, right? Sure. So, you know, uh, every once in a while, somebody will mess around and be like, say something about, be like, uh, oh, yes with your girlfriend last night or something, you know, saying something silly, being trying to be funny. Yeah. I totally will run with that. I have no problem running with that and just feeding right into it. Like you, you started this now we're going to take it one step too far. <laughs> I love doing that. That being said, a lot of the stand up that he does, like talking about his daughter, God love his daughter. I don't, I feel totally bad for her in the next 10 years if she's only 13 years old. That being said, those are the kind of, that's the kind of jokes I would tell if I was a comedian. Like I would go way overboard about my family and tell complete lies. Not, not it's true, yeah. but just, uh, just because it's way too close to the line, if not way over the line on some things but the same thing deep down inside you're giggling a little bit deep down inside you might be horrified on the outside with people watching you but deep down inside you're giggling a little bit <laughs> i love that about him and he did a really good job with the crowd i thought he did a phenomenal job with the crowd i love when people can work a little bit of crowd work in there and everything he had when i see people do crowd work i always think in my head what response is he looking for? 
I see who he's looking at. He's obviously looking for a certain type of thing, couple or whatever, or something that he was looking for a skittish dude next to a good looking chick, which, you know, he found, but I feel like he's got a few things in the crowd he can work and he's got an answer either way. The answer comes out of the crowd and he can turn it in. He can turn that answer into his next segment. And he did a really, a really good job of that. That's the stuff I love. That is, that's preparation. That is a pro. That's watching a pro at his craft. Whether you think he's way too raunchy or not, that is watching a true pro at his craft. I loved it. I gave it a 4.2. 4.2. Very nice. Um, that's what I was just going to, when you started, when you started saying all that, I, I thought about that. I was like, oh yeah, I, I wanted to say, and you said pretty much exactly what I was going to say is he does that uniquely. I mean, he, yeah. people do crowd work and they do jokes, but he, I, I don't think I've ever seen anybody incorporate the two and use his crowd work to set up his next joke. It, it's because he, he knows he can use any answer that that person gives to turn it into his next joke. Yeah. Yeah. Because he knows what he wants it to be. And yeah, you're right. He, he'll just use that and he'll kind of steer it. He'll steer it kind of his, his question to them. And even if they don't give him exactly what he needs, it, you know, if it's something he, he w doesn't agree with or his next joke is like the opposite of what they said, he'll say like, he'll say like, Oh yeah, really? Okay. Not me. You know, I, I, I got to do this, you know, and he'll, exactly. he, does, exactly. he does a very good job of that. Either way, he's prepared to turn it however he needs to turn it. It's, it's phenomenal. I love that about this dude. I've never seen him in a full special. So I've never seen anything with, like, crowd work like that. All the stuff I've seen from him has been regular, just, just stand up there, tell a story, do a joke, be done. You know, segments, nothing more than, you know, eight, ten minutes probably. <laughs> That was awesome. I loved it, dude. I, I, love, I mean, I, did I laugh as hard as I've, as I've laughed at others? Uh, probably not. Sure. But at the same time, to watch him at his craft do what he did, that impresses me. And that, will, that bumps him up higher just for the way he was able to do that. Whether I was dying laughing at the jokes or not, there was something that I laughed really hard at. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you, though. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm not gonna lie to you. Some of them were really funny. And and I know that none of it's true, but the fact that he has to go out and tell the audience, okay, that really didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I absolutely love it. It was really good. Um so Big J Okerson does a I I I think I I keep saying this every week, I think. Um, but since I've been working from home. I, and, and this isn't something I should be doing because I'm so easily distracted and I can't do two things at one time. But since I am at home by myself, while I'm working, I'm listening to podcasts, mostly comedy podcasts, like most of the day, every day, or just like I'll, I'll turn on like a comedy Pandora station or something like that. I've, I've yeah. listened to so much comedy in the last six months um, and, and I'm loving it. I'm, I'm finding new podcasts all the time. I've got so many different different comedy podcasts I'm loving now. And one of them that I knew, I've known about for a couple of years, and I've seen little clips here and there, um, but I keep forgetting about it. And I, I now I'm definitely going to make this one a priority. Big J Okerson does a – he's done a few different podcasts, 
but he does one with another comedian named Dan Soder. And those two guys are really good friends. And they do um, – the one they're doing now, I think it's called The Bonfire. Yep. And I've seen some, some uh, clips of that, and they've been really funny. And uh, both of those guys are super funny. So I want to start listening to that. And that, that gets me to the next – Dan Soder just in, in this – in the last six months or whatever put out a special himself – which is on Amazon Prime. So if you're oh, listening to this, Prime. listen. If you're listening to this and you want to watch it with us, or you want to watch it over the next weeks and, and, and listen to what we have to say about it, and let us know what you think about it. Dan Soder. The title is "Son of a Gary," which is hilarious to me. I'm assuming his <laughs> name is Gary. "Son of a Gary" is uh, the name of it. I'm sorry, you're gonna have to have an Amazon Prime account because it's on Prime Video. Dude, you, if you don't have Prime already, you know somebody with Prime, right? You know like, with well, Prime. just get a get a website or get a get a login, get a get a password, and go. Yeah. By the way, two weeks ago, the guy you picked, uh, Michael McIntyre. I don't think I ever really said this on the podcast. My favorite joke was the password joke two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. Where I remember the, the details, but I remember there. Be, I remember that being funny. In the beginning, in the beginning, we all had to have a password. You used the password. And then they said, absolutely not. You must have a number in your password. So everybody just used their password and the number one. Everything he said was exactly what my password is right now. <laughs> yeah. Everything. I was like, it's so great. And then because I was waiting when they said the special character, I was like, he ain't gonna say exclamation point. I'm the only one that does that. <laughs> nope. No, that's the one. I just realized that's the one. That's the shift one. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, I'll use the I'll use the exclamation point in in place of an I because it's like an upside down I. So if I have yep. if my if my password has an I in it, sometimes and you have to have one of those characters, I'll use the exclamation. Point I'm just gonna I. tell you this. I use the exact same password for everything. I'm mostly the same way. But it depends. I, I'll, I'll mix stuff up sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I had a password at a job I had one time years ago. And uh, I, I used mostly, – mostly I use either the same password that I use for most stuff or if, I, if it's one of those things that they make you change it uh, every so often or whatever. I hate that. <laughs> it's, it's a good idea. It's good for security. But – it, it's you're supposed to change your passwords like that all the time for everything. That's but, but it's easy for guys like us because I just use all my favorite athletes. I just use the athlete's last name or their name and jersey number. So I've gone through all my favorite, all the Hall of Famers and all that kind of stuff. Supposed to tell everybody. Well, you don't know who, who it is or, you know, which ones are for which things. But anyway, that makes it easy for me. You know, yeah. and nobody can spell Olajuwon, so, you know. Exactly. I did, yeah. I did, yeah. I did Olajuwon 34. I did Ginobili, where one of the eyes was an exclamation point, Ginobili 20 or whatever. You know, I love it. That's good. That's good. So, anyway, uh, but Dan Soder, so, so give, that a, give that a watch. Son of a Gary, give it a watch before next week. Get on, because we are going to have uh, – we will be – We'll we'll be getting to the end of the NBA playoffs at that point in time. Yep. 
well, it could be over. No, no, it won't be over. No matter what, it won't be over right. by by next week. But at the same time, we'll have plenty of Major League Baseball playoffs coming through. Our NFL picks, Dan Soder, and so, so, so much more. And I'll tell you what, I don't want to guarantee anything, but there's a chance that if the Reds advance beyond the Braves, maybe we could have Bobby Nightingale Jr. back on to talk about that next series and to talk we about did, We did, we did uh, make him make a slight promise uh, uh, on the podcast last week. So there is always going to be that. I would love to have that, actually. So we'll see what happens. Definitely, though, Dan Soder, son of a gray. Don't forget it next week. On that note, my man, I had an absolute blast this week, as always. And until next week, don't forget to turn on your headlights.